0: This is the old radio shows podcast. Calling the police, calling the and calling all Americans to war in the underworld. Palmolive Shave Cream presents Gangbusters: Authentic Inside Facts About America's Worst Criminals, taken from the files of the American Police. An actual record of their endless war in the underworld, the crusade against crime, sent you every Wednesday by the makers of those two unique shave creams made with olive oil, Palm Olive Shave Cream and Palm Olive Brushless. Yes. Tonight, Philip H. Lord interviews former Sheriff Ellie Alderman of Lamar, Colorado, and find out how four innocent men were saved from the gallows, and Jake and Ralph the Flegel Brothers, ruthless killers, were brought to justice by the scientific laboratory. Men tonight on behalf of Palm Olive Shave Cream and Palm Olive Brushless those two unique shave creams made with olive oil to help condition your skin, I bring you a famous woman athlete and coach, Miss Dee Beckman. Miss Beckman was head coach of the 1936 American women's Olympic team, is herself a former holder of world's running records for distances from 100 to 880 yards. Miss Beckman. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Miss Beckman, have you had any experience with olive oil as a skin conditioner? Yes, Mr. Rolf, I have. You see, my life's work is among women in organized athletics, and that means helping to keep women athletes in condition, skin as well as muscles. Now, for that purpose, I use olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner, and that's why, as coach of the American women's Olympic team, I used olive oil in Berlin last year. Thank you, Miss Beckman. And then that's why we make both palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushes with olive oil, because it is nature's finest skin conditioner. And that's why either palm olive shave cream or palm olive brushless will help give you a closer, easier, quicker shave and also help tone up, condition your skin. Cut a tube of palm olive shave cream if you use a brush, palm olive brushless if you don't use a brush, and see your own skin grow gradually healthier, younger looking. But now visualize the setting for tonight's interview. Former Sheriff Ellie Alderman is sitting across the desk from Philip H. Lord. In a special office at of New York Police Headquarters, turned over to Mr. Lord by Commissioner Lewis J. Valentine of the New York Police Department. Phillips H. Lord begins the interview with former Sheriff Alderman. Sheriff Alderman, I'm familiar with this case of Jake and Ralph Flegel, and I believe the inside facts of it are going to be very exciting to us, Mr. Lord, with cold Blood west. Well, I wish you'd start, sir, by a large black car drove up before the First National Bank of Lamar, Colorado. Four men slipped out of the car, and with drawn guns, entered the bank. Here are the bank statements, Mr. Parrish. <laughs> you want to watch that cold, Miss Harvey? Yes, sir. Uh, give the money to the cashier and the statements to my son. Yes, sir. I will. Uh, everybody. Well, get that money into that bank. Just a minute. I'm the president of this bank. Shut up. I'm the president of this bank, and I'll protect it. <laughs> Shut me. Kill him. Uh, you killed my father. You killed my father. let two of them dead. Don't we'll kill any more and make a move. Hey, get that bundle of money over there. Okay. I'm collecting out the front of the bank. That bank's present. of busted my jaw. Ah, shut up. We killed him and his son, didn't we? What more do you want? Get that bundle of money. will it going to to that trout up front? Uh, Never mind. I'll fix that. Hey, you, cashier. Get out here in the middle of the floor. Now, everybody listen. We're taking this cashier with us. If you try to follow us, we'll kill him. You, get yes, yes. Walk to the car right ahead of us there. Walk right through that crowd out front. All right, you, we'll kill them. We'll kill and make them move. You can't get away with this. You Frank, guy, get in that car quick. You drive off and step on it. Okay, we're You're off. I'm not covered. I'm covered. I'm that car by there. Oh, my jaw. We gotta get a doctor, Jake. come I mean, here. Let me see that jaw right <coughs> here. Yeah. yeah, the bullet is far away, part of it. You can't get to a doctor before night, uh, though. That's shooting a us, Jake. Yeah, it's that sheriff. They're in a car a couple of hundred yards behind. Get that bank ass you out of the car, Jake. No, the cop won't dare Good idea. Come on, ass this bank guy free. I'm hang by the feet out of the car. And the cops will dance oh, the feet. I'll hold the on fellas. Give me your chair. I'll be killed out there. That's just where we, uh, come on, lunch. Out you go. The officers didn't dare shoot, Mr. Lord, because the bank teller was being hung out of the car by his feet. But the bandits were shooting back at the officers, weren't they? Yes, and one of the shots put the police car out of commission. An hour later, the bandit car drew up to a little deserted shack in the country and stopped. Come on, Jake. We'll take this same guy into the shack. Come on, you. Get out. But he, You're going to leave me in that shack? You take one of his arms. That should not take the other. Okay. Come on. Stand up and walk. All right. Come on. Up these steps now. Door. Get in there. You ain't gonna kill me. What do you think we brought you up here for? To play tea? Nothing with you? Oh, don't kill me. Yeah, that's it. Get down on your knees. You not want it so far to fall. Haven't you got any pity? Okay, well. Order the lead through. No. Blast him. Yeah, he won't tell nothing now. Come on. We gotta get out of this section. We'll head for the hideout over in Kansas. Well, Mr. Lord, the gang goes to their hideout, a dilapidated ranch in Kansas. After arriving, Ralph drove with his brother, Jake Flegel to the nearest town for a doctor. been hurt out in the country. he kind got to have a doctor quick. Oh. Well, how did it happen? Why, uh, he was hurt by a tracker. It's very serious. Well, um, my bags is in my car out front, so um, let's go. Okay, <laughs> Doc. Sorry to find you so late. Oh, that's quite all right. It's my duty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which way? The way you headed, it, Doc. Oh, um, would you mind opening that window a little? Oh, not at all. It works hard. You have to take a hold of the glass and push it down. Oh, yes. Now hold on to the glass with the top and push it down. Okay. okay. There. Fine. Now we'll drive out and look after your friends. When Jake got the doctor at the ranch house, the doctor operated on a rail to uh, they forced him to at the point of a gun, Mr. Lord. And then he was held captive all night. The next morning, Jake and Ralph found the doctor, blindfolded him, forced him into his own car, and drove with him to a steep cliff overlooking the canyon. This guy has pointed a cliff. Drive over to the edge, Ralph. i okay we nearer, nearer the edge, Ralph. Put the front wheels right on the edge. The ground my cave away. It's mostly rock. I said put the front wheels right on the edge of the cliff. All right. I didn't say to put the front wheels over the edge. There was a narrow creek, all right. Two more riches and we'd have been all over there. Get out, Doc. I know this cliff. It's almost a 700-foot drop down there. Please take the bandage off my eyes. Shut up and get out. Take yourself around, Ralph. Do you feel the edge of the cliff there when you put that? Yes. I don't suppose it's any use appealing to your decency. (laughs) We ain't got nothing against you, Doc. We just gotta protect ourselves. So you're. you're really going to kill me push me off the cliff. Stop your whining, Doc. No, I'm not whining for you or any other man. But it's natural to want to know if you're going to be killed. Well, you are. You're going to go end over end right down to the bottom. I've got a family. They'll be worried. May I write a last message? Now we make a time for that trash. Well, so long, Doc. Anything to say? Yes. Yes. My last words are, both of you will hang for this. Yeah. Put that gun to his head and let him have it. But hold on to him. Then we'll put him over the cliff. Give it yeah, I've finished him. Come on. Push him over the cliff. Uh, you won't never tell nothing. You mm. see bounce off that cliff? <laughs> He's down you all right. Come on. At least the back of his car. That goes there, him. Come on, Where's the shell? Yeah, careful you don't go over with it. Okay. There she goes. Nobody won't ever know we did this. Three murders in 24 hours, Sheriff Alderman. The doctor missing. Now, one of the citizens organized a searching party. Even airplanes were pressed into service, Mr. Lord. And one police officer, looking down from one of the planes, saw a red car lying at the bottom of the canyon. Several officers, including a fingerprint expert of the Garden City, Kansas Police Department, were the first to climb down and reach the wreckage. They found the body of the doctor. They examined the car for hours. I've checked everything about this car, Jim. I can't find any clues. There are some fingerprints, but they're all fingerprints of the doctor. Yeah. I wonder if this murder had any connection with that bank robbery in Lamar. There's nothing to connect them. Hey, that right-hand window in front. Damn... Probably busted in pieces inside the case. And he had the to fingerprints on the glass? If the window was down, nobody could leave their fingerprints on the glass because the glass would be inside the door. That's right. Unless the person put the window down after he got in the car. I'll take a look to be sure. This is one of the cruelest murders I ever ran against. Evidently, some gang forced a doctor to come out here and treat one of the members, and then they killed him this way. Hey, Jim, look here. What you found? Look at this piece of glass here. See that fingerprint? Yeah. It's bad, though. That's just part of a fingerprint. I know, but this print isn't the doctor's. Now, if the murderer rode in the front seat with the doctor, perhaps the murderer put that car window down. It's a possibility, but a very indistinct print. Oh, well, are too indistinct to do anything with. The Federal Bureau of Investigation in Washington has been doing some wonderful work on fingerprints. I'm going to send this print to them. Well, Mr. Lord, that fragment of a fingerprint was sent to Washington. Sheriff sure, before you tell us the outcome, I'm going to ask Eric Rolfe to give us a message from the makers of Palmolive Shave Cream make the series possible. Right, certainly, Mr. Lord. All right, Eric, you step up here? Thank you, girl. Men who new shave with either Palm out of Shave Cream or Palm Olive Brushless, we think you'll find to get these two benefits. First, a quicker, closer, easier shave. Second, a skin feeling extra smooth, toned up, more pliant. Yes, gradually younger looking. Because both Palm out of Shave Cream and Palm Olive Brushless are made with just the right amount of olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. Tomorrow, get a tube of Palm out of Shave Cream if you use a brush, Palm out of Brushless if you use a brushless cream. Okay, Phil. And now, Sheriff Alderman, the car has been found, and on a broken piece of glass was one small part of the fingerprint. Several weeks passed, Mr. Lord. And then Inspector Haynes was in his office at the Federal Bureau of Investigation at Washington. Report, Inspector Haynes. Report on those suspects being held in tomorrow. Hmm. Feeling's running high out there. They'll get the death penalty in quick order. Hmm. Edison, I'm worried. We've been sent this fragmentary fingerprint. It was found on a piece of broken glass from the doctor's car, which was pushed over the cliff after the doctor was murdered. It's only part of one print, and we've got no way of checking it with our files. Four suspects have already been arrested out in Lamar. you feel that the four suspects they're holding are the wrong ones then? Yes, I do they've been identified by witnesses who were in the bank during the robbery. But feeling has been running so high out there that the identification of the four men can be wrong. But well, what do you suggest, sir? Thousands of fingerprints are coming in here every week from police all over the country. Before those Lamar suspects are convicted, if a fingerprint should come in from any police department that matched this print, you know that the real criminal was still loose and the four suspects out in Lamar would be saved. I see, sir. I want you to take this single fingerprint. Have an enlargement made and placed on the desk of every man in the fingerprint division. And see if perhaps out of the thousands of prints which come in, one may correspond to this one. All right, sir. Our only hope is that the man who left this fingerprint will be picked up for some offense. That he will be fingerprinted by some local police department and his print sent here. I'll put the order through immediately, sir, for every man in the fingerprint division to memorize this print. So, well, Mr. Lord, months passed. Then Frank Maynard, one of the many clerks whose business it was to examine fingerprints all day long, was working late in the Department of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. coming out to step, Frank? Pretty soon. Hey, oh, wait a minute here. Hmm? Look at this print. What does the card say him? Not mm, much. Print convention from in California. William Harrison Holden. arrested a week ago in suspicion of robbery, but was released because of lack of evidence. Okay. The a well pattern. Let me see that print. Hmm? As a will. Ask Inspector Holmes if he can hear at once. What for? Get him quick. I want to see if we got a record on this man. I'll get oh. him. <clears throat> that's over two over eight. What's the matter, Frank? Now, oh, listen. This is a fingerprint sent in by the police of Stockton, California. A week ago, they arrested a man out in California as a suspect on a robbery charge. The man was released, but the Stockton police fingerprinted him, sent his prints along with us as a matter of routine. I want you to take a look at the print of this man's index finger. Yes. You see there? The peculiar formation of that ridge? Yeah. I think that's a similar fingerprint to the one that was found on the glass of that car that was pushed over the cliff after that doctor was killed out of Lamar, Colorado. If it is, then the real criminal is still loose. Check this complete print with a pile. I am, sir. Let If your memory is right, you've done the most outstanding thing in the fingerprint division, Frank. Yes, sir. Take a look. See, this card from Stockton, California, calls this man William Harrison Holden. Yes, now, this card here in the files matches the fingerprints of this card from California. The man's real name who was arrested out in California is Jake Flegel. Flegel? Who's Jake Flegel? The card here says Jake Flegel saved time at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1916. Good boy, Frank. I'll telephone the police out at Lamar in Garden City, Kansas, so they can check on Jake Flegel before those four suspects out there are sentenced to the gallows. As soon as the Garden City Police received the Federal Bureau's investigation's message, Mr. Lord, they recalled some men by the name of Kriegel who had a house a few miles out of the city. The police immediately rushed out, surrounded the house, and knocked on the door. The officer of the law. I'm Sheriff Thomas. Now, who are you? I'm the caretaker here. Caretaker, eh? Where are Ross and Jake Flegel? I don't know. Are they here? No. Well, we're coming in to make sure. Take another house and keep your hands up. Right, okay. Who's in that room back there? Nobody. Take a look, Davis. I'll keep this caretaker covered. We haven't got time to waste. Where are Ralph and Jake Friedel? I don't know. There's a couple of letters of reserve, Sheriff Service. Are you with These are yeah. things alone, I'm right where you are, caretaker. Keep an eye on them, Dave. Oh, mm, I see. Here's a letter from Ralph Friedel. Is the place in the is with uh, that post office back at, uh, Taylor Keeley Mine? Yeah, I've got letters from my girlfriend, Dave. Keep this house on the watch. Let no messages go in or out. All right, then. This is a letter from Ralph Flegel. I'm taking the plane to Kankakee, Illinois. Sheriff Thomas arrived at Kankakee, Mr. Lord, and he stationed himself in the post office, and a long wait followed. Finally. Sheriff Thomas. The man has just gone to that post office box. Yeah. I've been watching him. I think it's well Freedom, tell me. Get your gun out. There. He's unlocking the box. We're gonna wait. Why don't you stop him? They've taken the letter. Wait. I want him to open it. They're going to read it right there. Come on there. I have your gun ready. Of course, that's happening. Who are you? Police officers, take them handcuffs off me. Oh, no, Ralph Figo. You'll want it for the robbery of the Lamarbanka from Lunar. Well, you can't prove but take these cuffs off me. All oh, innocent men would have been hung if we hadn't have caught you. Come on. let on right all right off. Ralph Krieger admit his part in the Mar- Lamar bank robbery and murder, Sheriff Alderman? He did, Mr. Lord, And he incriminated his brother, Jake. But the search for Jake lasted a year and extended throughout the entire country. Finally, October 14th, 1930, William Simpson and Harry Green, two Lamar police officers, got on the train bound for Branson, Missouri. The local sheriff boarded the train at a switch just before they arrived at Branson. We're just talking about you. Detective Simpson, my partner. Madden, how are you? Sit down, Sheriff. It'll be another minute or so before we get into Branson. Detective Green, will you give me a little background of this case? Well, Sheriff, some time ago, the police got Ralph legal. Finally, Ralph let it drop that Jake legal had an old friend down here somewhere in Missouri. If I wrote here, I knew Jake 10 years ago. Good. Well, we put an advertisement in the newspapers all over Missouri. The advertisement read, Jake... Get in touch with your old friend at Branson, Missouri. We reasoned that Jake would think his friend had something important to tell him, so Jake would come here to Branson to see him. That's a clever piece of reasoning, gentlemen. That's clever piece. We'll figure better come down here sir, see joke, the and see if Jake cares to and shows up in Branson. Well, this is Branson, Missouri, gentlemen. Let me take your bag and play host to you while you're here. Thank you, sheriff. You will Well, wait a minute. It's a blue. See that man running and getting involved? Yes. That's Jake Pregel. He's going us. I'm positive. Quick. Get back on the plane. we Jake Pregel's car? No. Jake got on the car. ahead. This is a break that comes once in a lifetime. Simpson. Move over the car ahead. Walk through the car. Just drink of water. That'll put you in the far end of the car, okay? Now, as soon as you get up there, the sheriff and I will go into the car. Start walking up the aisle. When we get opposite Fredo, we'll all close in. Jake Freegal knows you'll be executed if we capture him. He'll probably try to shoot it out. Okay. You go ahead into the other car, sir. Good luck. Same to you, men. You fight like a lark. Sir, this one is up at the other end of the car. Come on, Sheriff. As soon as you get inside the other car, stop. Okay. Which one is Jake Fugle, Sheriff? I head cut on the right-hand side. Keep him alone. Come on. We'll go up and try to take. It you i he been He's in down the street. An I do not right, know who shot me. I don't care. Take it easy. Now I, I don't have to be. Hun! So, Sheriff Alderman, the doctor's request that Jake Flegel open the window of the automobile was responsible for the exoneration of four innocent men, the shooting of Jake Flegel, and the execution of Ralph Flegel. It was, Mr. Lord. And it was a little slip like that which brought the criminals to justice. No matter how carefully a crime is planned, there are always those little unforeseen clues left behind to give the criminal away. Thank you very much for coming here tonight, Sheriff Parliament, giving us the inside facts of this case. And I know that our Palm Olive Shave Cream audience joins me in thanking you. At this time, I'd like also to thank the New York Police Department for the honor that they've bestowed on me. June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at Madison Square Garden, there is going to be the greatest exhibition of police lineups Radio calls, emergency squads, mounted police drills, the motorcycle squads, the biggest exhibition ever put on. And the police have asked me to advise on how it should be shown to the public. And I appreciate this honor, and will be there. And now in just a minute, the clues to recent crimes. But first, Eric Rolfe. Thank you, sir. Men earlier in this program, Miss Dee Beckman, head coach of the 1936 American Women's Olympic Team, Told us how she used olive oil as an aid in keeping the team fit and in condition. But let me remind you again both these two fine shave creams, Palm Olive Shave Cream and Palm Olive Brushless, are made with olive oil. So we you think you'll find that either Palm Olive Shave Cream or Palm Olive Brushless will give you a shave that is clean, close, quick. Yes, and leave your skin feeling smoother, toned up, more plant. Try Palm Olive Shave Cream if you use a brush, Palm Olive Brushless if you don't use a brush. Get a tube tomorrow. But now, the Clues. Wanted for questioning in connection with murder of Harold Baker. Man, 43, 5 feet 10 3 quarters inches, 160 pounds, light hair and eyes, scars on left forehead, center forehead, right temple, tattooed rose on right shoulder, tattooed soldier, flag and cannon, on upper right arm. Wanted. Escaped Missouri murderer. Frank Bird, 29. 5 feet 8 inches. 145 pounds. Dark hair and eyes. Cut scar on left index finger. Circular scar above right elbow. Two circular scars above eyebrows. Wanted. Madeline Raymond. 22, 5 feet, 4 and a half inches, 134 pounds, brown hair and eyes, birthmark on forehead, Madeline Raymond has escaped from the Massachusetts reformatory. <whistles> Warning, citizens of Minnesota, watch for stolen, 1936, pan Ford Deluxe Coupe, Minnesota license, B-516. 563 Driven by man Wanted in connection with murder Of costly Minnesota citizen Repeating Minnesota license B five one six five six three. Attention Citizens of Iowa Be on lookout for kidnappers and robbers Believed riding in dark 1936 Plymouth Sedan Minnesota license plates. Bandit, 30, 190 pounds. Gray suit, gray cap, tan complexion. Kidnapped the garage owner of Fort Madison, Iowa. Leaving companions to rifle garage safe. If you have any information concerning these clues, notify the local police or gunbusters at once. Next week, gangbusters will present the Blood Oath Gang, a gang that swore it would be more deadly than Dillinger or the Barker Gang. These criminals mixed their blood and took the Blood Oath, that they'd never be captured. They swore that if any member was captured, they'd go right into the prison, dynamite it, and kill the guards and free of every member. Here's what happened when they tried it, and how the police outsmarted them in the crusade against crime.